Brooks, Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next couple of hours to talk sports with you. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. We'll get to Randy Peterson, 1025, 1030, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, of course, from the Des Moines Register, where he's, as you know, covers Iowa State. Look forward to catching up uh, with Petey on what he's heard, what he's seen so far uh, as the Cyclones prepare for uh, their opening uh, game and the regular season. Uh, Mitch Holtis at 1050. Uh, Papa John Central Iowa sponsors Mitch Holtis. He joins us on a daily basis throughout training camp and then weekly during the regular season. Mitch coming up at 1050. John Bowen Camp covers Iowa. Uh, he'll join us at 1105. Probably do a little baseball hit in there with the president of the Iowa chapter, the Dodger fan club. And then David Kaplan 1130. The Bears, the White Sox, the Cubs, in that order? Yes. I think so. You know what I found last night? Baseball's not going quietly into the night. No, no, no. They got, they got things to go with. Right? They, they do. And yes, it's football season, but boy, oh boy, baseball was good last night. It really was. Bouncing around, mm-hmm. of course. I'm watching probably different games and races than you are, but the way the Cleveland gets beat yesterday, the yes. Twins rolling against the Royals, mm-hmm. I was excited about that. Here come the White Sox. How about that? Suddenly, that race is tightened oh, up to a fantastic. game. Oh, it's fantastic. So I'm watching that. I'm going to guess you were all over the place. Did you watch Mets Braves like you said? I you're watched going to? a lot of that game. Yeah. I did watch. I got guilty pleasure. <laughs> I watched some Cubs. I don't know why. I just can't give them it's up. It's just, we, we talked about this a lot with just automatically going to 206, right? No, yeah. And it's just that, for you, 664, right? It's 664. Just, it's just an automatic mm-hmm. for me. It's 668. Mm-hmm. And I'll get there, and it doesn't matter if the Twins last night... Got back after get the kids in bed, and they extended the lead. It was nine nothing. They just kept it there. I didn't need to. Right, but it, it was just, over. It was over. But it was just hearing Dick Bremer and who, who to was them. on the color. I didn't. A more no. Oh, was it? Was with him. It just Marty was uh, on on the side, and yeah, yeah. It just your old friends, your summertime friends. That's a great way to put it. And that's what you have. Yep, with six sixty four marquee. Yep, I, I do. But uh, watched a lot of baseball. Love the baseball package. Um, and it was good. It was really good last night. These were this White Sox uh, at Houston series. Verlander sees now. Verlander got the better of them last night, uh, but uh, you know what? At the end of the day, the White Sox got the win. Well, Cease gives up three earned runs for the first time in like three it's months. Been, um, it's been forever. Yeah. I, you know, I was hoping because I got a good ticket on them, <laughs> and it's not going to happen. Verlander's the the Cy Young, unless he totally falls apart. Right. But uh, wanted to see Cease maybe out pitch him last night. Um, the look. It didn't happen. Ver, Verlander was Verlander. But baseball overall last night was really, really good. It was good to see that, um, you know, that there is still, um, yeah, it's football and your football, you're so excited for it, right? I did watch some hard knocks. Oh, you did? Yes. I did catch up with the uh, uh, first half of, uh, of hard knocks last night. You know what I didn't realize? Hmm. Equiminius St. Brown and yeah. Detroit Lion St. Brown. Yeah. I guess I never put two and two together. They're brothers. Yeah. I didn't know that. You didn't get that one, I huh? didn't get that. I mean, again, as we said yesterday, I watched the Lions on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like most of the country. The Notre Dame connection didn't throw at you there? No. Nothing like that? Nothing. I didn't I didn't think, and I didn't know that his 
the old man, Pops, who still trains both of the boys, was a former Mr. Universe, two back-to-back years. Speaking of Notre Dame, you don't watch much Notre Dame football, do you? No. No. That just popped in my head. For as much sport as you yes. watch. Unless you... it's a marquee. Right. I don't. Well, they play Clemson later this and year. And you know what else, Trent? You know what it is? That, that'll be appointment TV. Um, it's one thirty in the afternoon. You're I'm into already a into yes. a game at that point. You're locked in. You yes. You filtered through. Invested in the 11 o'clock yep. kicks. Ah, you know what? Piss on Notre Dame. K- get a yeah. real kickoff time. ACC Network says, all right, actually, I am going to pay attention to 612, and I'm going to be there because this game is competitive. Uh-huh. And, of course, I'm doing the 11 o'clock ESPN game. And Fox, big noon kickoff. So I'm down to three games, and I'm not going to add another one out of the this rotation. Shit. Yeah. I, I don't like that. By I the just kind of noticed that, you know, just, just talking mm-hmm. and thinking, and when we come in, Unless Notre Dame's really good or it's more great. We never put it on the list to bring up with Bama. We we? don't. Are we very seldom when we preview or recap? Outside of 2020 when they were part of the ACC. Uh Now, uh, speaking of Notre Dame, the Manti Teo special is at Netflix. And I haven't. Have you? I have not yet either. But I will. Because I want to see it. I'm getting too far behind as we get closer and closer to you football You are. you season. got a lot of catching up to do. i got to get through the captain mm-hmm. still. i got another 30 for 30. That one that uh, with the guy that was getting on the court. Remember, he, he went on the court for the All-Star oh, game. Oh, phenomenal. Yes. And, and I haven't got yeah, through that yeah, yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. I got a bunch of things on the DVR. That's a good one. We're getting the from Detroit that, yeah. uh, that snuck into all. Yeah, that's a good one. Can't think of his name, but that's a really, uh, that's a good piece. Uh, well, baseball just have night. a crappy night, then I'd have a chance to You do know it. what? And that's good that you haven't had a chance right. to catch up because last night was terrific. Cardinals win again. Mm-hmm. Your Twins win again. You know who's really struggling? And I'm, ha- I'm here for it. I really am. I love this Orioles story. Mm-hmm. I've said it all year long. Yep. I just love the fact that this team is way ahead of schedule. Trent, they win today. They're in the wild card. Jay's Rock, do you know who leads the American wild card without looking right now? Uh, is it Tampa? No. Because Tampa They're started. Second. They're second. Oh, Seattle then. Yes. Because Tampa the started to heat back up. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just knew that because I was doing our top five for our power rankings for right. TV and saw Tampa had finally turned it back around. Who's got a chance to go further out of that group? Those wild card teams. I love what Seattle did at the trade deadline. I do too. I think they're set up mm-hmm. really, really well. They got a chance. Mm-hmm. You got to start. I Rodriguez. don't think the Jays can. As much mm. as it pains me to say it, they just can't pitch. Barrios has not been good. No. Gossman has been average for him, mm-hmm. but that's about it. Um, Romano. Tampa's the, Tampa. Tampa's, but... yeah, I'm not sold on them either. You know, I'm not sold on the Yankees are just, there's something wrong with this team. There's something wrong with them. And I think they're pressing, they're frustrating, the pressure playing in New York, it's got to them. They're now two and a half games behind the Astros for the it's, home field advantage. It's wild, isn't it? They thought We thought they were home free for uh-huh. months. Yep. As good as the Astros were playing, we mm-hmm. thought this thing was over. Now, That's str- why I want that Astros-Mets uh, World Series matchup. The Dodgers struggling a little bit. Yeah, going, I'll see the line from John Bowen, Captain. Yeah, they'll be they'll fine. Be fine. <laughs> they will be fine. Well, coming off a, what, 12-game winning streak, mm-hmm. too. And Bueller now lost for the season. The, you know, the Dodgers are so interesting. They have, first of all, they have Craig Kimbrell has blown four saves this year. Yep. All four of them. Are four run or one run leads going into the ninth inning? Okay, well that kind of stinks, but uh, what? Mm-hmm. It, that is the only four times that Kimbrell has come in. Is with that a fact? A one run lead. Four times uh-huh. he's come in with a one run. So lead. a lot of those padded save stats is and what you're saying. He's blown them. Yeah. Every. Do you single trust time. him? No, I don't. Now I know batting average ball in play is really high. It's elevated. That happens for most relievers that are kind of going through a rough stretch. But we've seen this before with Kimbrell. Mm-hmm. 
that who you want there? No. <laughs> you, you're taking on the Astros in game six? Oof. You got to close that thing up, and you're four two. Yeah, they got to get by the Mets first, hopefully, and they got a decent or the Braves. I thought the Braves story that they're right. And by the way, Soroka, who hasn't pitched in two years, yeah, pitched last night in his first rehab start. And they mentioned it during the broadcast, and I didn't, you know, follow up on it. But, uh, he was four innings into it, he had eight strikeouts so far. So Jeez. if they're able to add him, and it certainly sounds like this, they're going to. You know, speaking, it's just one more on baseballs. I sent you that DM from Dennis Eckersley. Yeah, yeah. So this to me is, I don't know if it's crossing a line. We've seen, we've now seen it twice within the last couple of weeks. And I think it was more Keith Hernandez trying to poke a stick at the Phillies. Do you remember what he said a couple yeah, of yeah. you hate I don't don't send me to Philadelphia. I hate going to Philadelphia. I hate watching the Phillies. Um but last night in Pittsburgh and Dennis Eckersley Hall of Famer. Yes. Uh got a lot of obviously skin in the game and a lot of credibility when it comes to it. But and a very good broadcast. He is. And this is it for him. He's hanging it up after this year, which one which makes me believe that you know I wonder if there was anything that that, that now's the time for him to say it. But this was Dennis Eckersley uh, talking about the team in the other dugout, not the team that he covers, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and he didn't hold back. You talk about a no-name lineup. I, I, there's no team like this. Love to see some of the service time you add it all up. It's not much. You know, just came from Kansas City, seeing all those young kids. That's this is different, though. Doesn't it seem different? Did they have a lot of prospects they're playing over there? And, this and serious prospects. Yes, the guys who are going to be in the big leagues. This is a hodgepodge of nothingness. They have one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. Last year, they were actually thirtieth. It's ridiculous. It really is pathetic. Former Sox GM Ben Charrington is the Pirates' general manager and. He has gone about rebuilding their farm system. Yeah, tell me they have a great farm system. Tell me they do. That's what they're doing, I assume. Trying. So he doesn't hold back. That's a hodgepodge no. of nothingness. Um, <laughs> uh, for, for an opposing color broadcaster uh, to come out. And he's right. He is. Right in a lot of ways. Anyways, I found that uh, kind of interesting last night. Well, I'm going to get ready to uh, sue you because you've been mean to me what on the radio. No, I'm, I'm just going to be like uh, oh, Patrick yeah. Reed. How about that? What a... It's not a crazy story because it's, it's litigation. Agreed, yeah. Yeah. It's litigation in our country. I mean, mm-hmm. it happens nonstop everywhere. <laughs> right. You've ever been sued? I have not. No, I have. Knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's keep it that way. Yeah, yeah. It's a good thing to uh, be on the right side you know, of things. It's, you know what the worst part about it is when the process server shows up at your door. You've been served? I have. It, does it happen like in the TV show? Kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I didn't duck them. It was... Ken Miller? Yeah. Yep, come to the front door. You so this was uh, this was goes back to my Prairie Meadows. Um, okay. the ending at the Prairie Meadows thing, right? It's two thousand four, um, and we had a little dispute. Mm-hmm. And it's nine thirty on like it's January. It's mm-hmm. cold. It's dark, obviously. And ding, ding, ding! Doorbell's ringing. I what the hell is who the hell would this be at yeah. this time of night? For God's sakes! And open the door, and Ken Miller, yeah. He hands it to me, and off he off he goes. Wow, yeah, it's kind of weird. And then you open it up, and they're like, "Holy Jesus! Now what? <laughs> what is this all involved?" Right. And how much is this going to cost? Right. Uh, anyways, everything worked out well, as you know. As I'm back there calling the races last year after a 17 year absence, but we're good. We're all good. That's great. Yeah, absolutely is. Uh, but it's different. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just different. But back to your original point: seven hundred and fifty million dollars. That's what they want. That's what Patrick Creed thinks he he is owed. From, you know what, I'm Brandel Chambly. Yeah, that's who it is. Um, 
I kind of wish that this story would have gotten any um, traction. Mm-hmm. I'm so sick of the live. I, I am too. Right? I mean, it was it was a talker. Anyway, we are talking about it. In June and July. Right. We were when really it looking, happened, yeah. right? And it was a perfect time because, you know, sports talk radio and markets that don't have a MLB team mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Um, it's, it's, and it was a big story. I mean, when some of the guys left that, that left, it was a big story. But I'm so sick of it. A, it's 54 holes. Yep. B, as, who was it that said, was it Rory? They don't need to practice. No, they're they're guaranteed. They've cashed their check. I'm so sick of live golf. I don't know how it's going to end. I don't. Um, but I hope we don't find out till June next year. Right. Unfortunately, that will not be the case. Right. This thing is going to continue, and it's going to be that way. But but just think that somebody's getting sued for being mean. Come on. Yeah. For for speaking, he's a he's on. He has a microphone in front of him mm-hmm. where he shares his opinions. Yes. I don't know your amendments, the Constitution, sure. right? I don't know. Isn't very well that either. the First Amendment? Is it no, this, uh, the Second Amendment is the right to a gun? I, mm-hmm. the first, I think it's the First Amendment. But how is that? You know what? I'm going to go there. Let's move on. <laughs> right. We're so over the tips of our skis. Yeah. And I'm so sick of it. Um, anyways, uh, so football. What uh, What do we know yesterday that we didn't know? I did. I do know this. Um, watching some of the or, or seeing some of the tweets. The Big Ten Network was in Iowa City yesterday. Now, I didn't see the, sp- the kind of the uh, package that they put together. I don't think it aired yesterday. It doesn't. It doesn't air until the 20th. Oh, it does? Oh, so they yeah. put it in the can for a while. Yes. Okay. I saw one of the tweets, and they were talking about the great defense. Oh, who? which one of the three was it? The offense got some question marks. Yes. And that quarterback... Um, and the running game looks like it can take a step yes, forward. Yes, it does. Uh, it, what, what, from what they showed yesterday. But there were certainly some points, some things you want to gravitate towards. But, but it's back to quarterback. And that's kind of, that's kind of how the twi- uh, I read the tweet. This is how you have to look at these BTN tours, these bus tours when they come through. They're not going to come in and say that Spencer Peacher sucks. They're not right. going to say that this team is going to be brutal. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do that. It doesn't matter if it's Rutgers. It doesn't matter if it's Ohio State. You have to be able to read between the lines. And uh-huh. when you read through from Donardo, what he had to say. It was him that said it. It was, it was his Twitter. If you want to find it, you can mm-hmm. find it on his Twitter account. You That's right. You have to right. read through that. You have to read through Revson. You just have to understand what you're reading here and, and try to go between the lines. Now, Donardo's become a little more tougher, I think, Has on he? the teams throughout yeah. the years where it was all sunshine and rainbows earlier. Uh-huh. He's a little bit more. Is it, was the network sunshine and rainbows earlier now that they know that they, um, you know, they, they've obviously been doing it this long, that they're, they can be a little more critical and I get away from so. it? Yeah, I think they've got to mm-hmm. that point and probably feels that way. But that was the big thing, reading through everybody. Good things to say about the defense. Good things to say about the running game, the offensive line. Even as they're shuffling guys in, wide receiver, they were down to two scholarship receivers that were practicing yesterday. Jeez. But... They didn't have a whole lot to say in a positive realm about the quarterback. They didn't. Stuff, they about didn't. the passing game. Yep. You can say it's because there was no wide receivers there and you can Maybe. play that game. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do feel a, a, a tad better. Because I didn't know about the fact that they were that shorthanded mm-hmm. yesterday, so maybe that factored in as I as I get my Petrus positivity going here this morning. It was Arlen Bruce practice and Bostic, the true freshman receiver from Illinois. Those were the only two. How was it? Brecht out. Yeah. Keegan Johnson's yeah. been out all of twenty twenty two. This is a story that's going to continue. To it matter. is Trent. It is. You brought it up, and uh, I brought it up back in the spring. You and did. I, I was, you did. Yep. Well, I mean, I'm you used had to your it. tinfoil hat on. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I'm used to that, yeah. but. 
It continues. Mm-hmm. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. And we ask beat writers that are there every day. They don't have a definitive Well, word. Doc finally, or not finally, I think maybe we asked him. Mm-hmm. He pointed to the, uh, and again, he was diagnosing, as, as you and I are trying to do here, uh, kind of leads him to believe that, um, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, he can listen to the podcast, he says it, sports hernia. Yeah. And it sounds like this is a different injury than he had back in January after the bowl game when this all started. That is something that came out on Friday, last Friday, during uh, during Iowa Media Day. So it is two different injuries, but mm-hmm. how concerned? Guy hasn't practiced. Right. Since December? Right. And played since January? Mm-hmm. Even, and if it's two injuries, well, that's two different things that you have to worry about there. I, I That is incredibly concerning because Arlen and Bruce... Two weeks from play. Saturday is opening day. Nico Regani, he's banged up now. Uh-huh. You finally see Devontae Vines, who finally takes a step forward, and he breaks his wrist, and he's out for six, for till half the season's done. It just that wide receiver group, it is scary. Seattle Laporta, wide receiver, Trent, he might have to, right? And they're practicing in that role. Apparently, was as, as the media saw on Saturday at that kids' day. That's a problem. Well, that's a big time. Problem. He's got good hands. <laughs> that's right. Uh, certainly not near, not the the best option, but maybe the only option. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, Iowa State, meanwhile, they uh, sent the quarterbacks out yesterday. The quarterback coach was good. You know what? As much as um, and it's, I think it's fair to criticize Campbell the way as guarded as he is during the build up to to fall camp. The fact that they keep running their their position coaches out and and players as well um, is good. Uh, certainly, I think. Uh, uh, welcomed by, by my most everybody. Wish they do a little bit more of it, but uh, getting around to, uh, to to getting everybody. Decker sounds like a quarterback. He does. He sounds like a quarterback. Trent, can the hype be real? Depends on what you what do you say hype. He throws for 2,800 2, yards. Here's the hype that I keep hearing. They're not going to miss Brock Purdy. Hold on a second. I kept hearing Brock Purdy's the best quarterback in the history of the program. It's not true. That's Seneca Wallace. But we heard it time and time and time and time again. They're not going to miss Brock Purdy. We hear in this, fact, they're going to take a step forward at the position. See, we hear this too often from Iowa That's State. That's just it. This is the off-season champions. Every year. Winning in the dark. Yep. And then when we turn the lights on, mm-hmm. it's not the bill of goods that we've been sold. But is this different? What, what would make it different? Well, that he lives up to it. <laughs> <laughs> that he's out there making plays, that he's... I mean, Taking them to a championship game? Well, I don't know about that, but I will say this. The Big 12 is wide open. It absolutely it's, is. It's, I, I don't get the the K-State love. Everybody's dark horse. For a couple of years ago, everybody's dark horse was Iowa State. Mm-hmm. And then the last year, we know where they got to and how they got to preseason. And, and unfortunately for them, how it finished. But K-State's wearing that target this year. Are they good enough to be that team? Kleiman's been building. Yes, he has. And he's got and he got a beast on the defensive line and the most dynamic offensive player. In yes, the league. they do. In a season where the Big Twelve has a lot of quarterback mm-hmm. questions, mm-hmm. they you normally do not have this kind of questions mm-hmm. at the quarterback spot. Quarterback, running back, they got some dudes, but I don't get overall. I think that's what it is, though. Is out of that tier, who do you like most? Mm-hmm. And, most and everybody people. points to K State. And I'm a climbing fan. Mm-hmm. I, I I am. I'm also a Matt Campbell believer. Yes, I think that we, we've seen the magic that he's been able to create over there. But when you look at that group as a whole, you take Oklahoma, Texas because of talent. Oklahoma State. By Baylor. the way, Cards going to win the wild uh, not the wild card the quarterback job. Did you see that? What Evers is getting or Ewers mm-hmm. is um, 
most people that follow the program think that this kid's going to be the backup. So where's he going to end up next year? Who knows, right? Because you know who's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Young Manny. Arch. Arch will be there. Of that tier of the Big 12, K-State, Iowa State, West Virginia, TCU. Who do you like the most? Well, I think West Virginia will be better than most think. That doesn't mean they're going to win six games. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think, I'm not sure they will. What kind of quarterback is Daniels? Um, we're closer to Iowa State. We know Iowa State's roster better at this point, so it's easy to say them. TCU, I can't see it. I can't either. So my answer would be Iowa State. See, not yours. I would lead in Kansas State mm-hmm. just because of the dynamic part of it, but mm-hmm. that's what we're getting into because those four other teams, they've been there a lot. They've proven. I think they get the benefit of the doubt of that middle tier of teams. You see, Iowa State's got a pretty good guy coming off the edge, too. On yes, the they do. That's right. There's no doubt. Uh-huh. Big time. Uh-huh. TCU's going to be interesting. Have you heard? Is Duggan going to win the quarterback no, job there? I don't there? think so. I don't think so. I mean, they, they haven't made a decision, um, but it, it, it sounds like there's a, there's a fight there. There's a fight in Texas, a quarterback battle in Texas. There's one or two more that I read in the Big 12. Um, well, we'll see. Well, Randy Peterson will join us, longtime beat writer uh, from the Des Moines Register. Of the schools that are coming in next year, mm-hmm. um, I think I hope pg has got a long time left. I wonder how many of the new stadiums. Has he, has he covered a BYU game? Has he been to Cincinnati, Central Florida, Cincinnati, Houston? no. BYU? I know they played there in basketball. You and I played there. But Petey was on the Iowa State beat at yeah, that point. I don't. I wonder if he's. I think these would be all new stadiums. I wonder how many stadiums he's been to in his. Well, he's long... been to UCF. He's been to Orlando. Been to that stadium for the Notre Dame game, right? Okay. Notre Dame, Iowa State. Yeah, yeah. So he was there. Was that where the game was played? I think so. Okay. I think it was the same spot. Well, we'll find that out. Uh, we'll talk to Randy Peterson. Mitch Holtis is coming up. He's going to get into the defensive line. I look forward to our daily conversation with Mitch. Papa John's of Central Iowa sponsors that. Uh, David Kaplan will be here. John Bowenkamp, more on the Hawks. Yeah, it was Donardo's tweet uh, that uh, kind of um, threw a little cold water on the quarterback position at the University of Iowa. That's how I read it. But again, I did not know the circumstances that maybe we were behind it with only two uh, wide receivers being able to answer the bell in practice. Randy Peterson joins us next. Miller and Condon underway on a Wednesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station. 106. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. LASIKOffer.com for detail. Now back to Middle and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, 1030 on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Uh, Mitch Holt is coming up in 20 minutes or thereabouts. You just had some news. Twitter reported uh, McCall Hardman. Yeah, just carted off oh, the boy. field with a... Mobile cart, too. This was not uh, helped off the field. They had to bring the cart out. 
to get him off the field. So definitely scary news and something to talk about there with Mitch Holtis. Yeah, not the news he wanted to discuss, I'm no. guessing, uh, and or the news the Chiefs fans wanted to hear, I'm also guessing. Randy Peterson joins the program. Des Moines registers. He gets set to cover near another year of Cyclone Athletics. PD, thank you for doing this. Uh, Trent and Ken, we were discussing prior to the break uh, the four new schools that will join the Big 12 next year. Um, how many of those stadiums have you s- covered a game at? Oh, good question. Um, Houston, yes. Um, BYU, no, but I've walked in it. I've okay. Walked through it. Um, I've walked in it because Iowa State played basketball, basketball against, yeah. against BYU, and I spent a couple days there, and it was, it was kind of cool. Um, so Houston, I covered a game. Um, who else? Cincinnati, no. Who am I missing? Central Florida. Um, uh, no, but I cover basketball in Central Florida, but not football. So well, I guess I guess one and a asterisk <laughs> with BYU. How many so, how many stadiums you've covered a game at, Randy? Any idea? Oh, uh, yeah, my one one of my daughters was asking me that the other night. My granddaughter was asking me that um, the other night. Sounds like she's got a future in sports talk radio here. Who knows? Talk yeah, her out maybe. Of it. I don't know. She's thirteen. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. She's got a lot of futures. She's thirteen. Um, um, guy, I don't. I, I. I don't have. I don't know. I'm when you count when you add up all the bowls. I mean, yeah. obviously, I've been in the Big Twelves, the Big Big Eight, and the Big Twelves, the Big Tens. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Add up the bowl games. I don't know. I don't know. I've never. I've never been to a bowl game in Yankee Stadium, though, and that's not necessarily on my bucket list unless they move it to the fall. Yeah, I saw. They, I, I just saw they changed imagine. the name of that yesterday. It's not, it's no longer the they? pinstripe. It's something else. Um, anyways, Why so, is that because the Yankees are on a on a on a not very good streak right now. Or boy, they they stink, don't the they? Yeah, that's yeah, they stink. Oof, baby. Jeez. Uh, Randy, let's talk about this uh, this team, and um, obviously it's going to be a different team, a, a team that doesn't have nowhere near the expectations it had last year. Let's start with the quarterback, Hunter Deckers, who, boy, oh boy, Randy, uh, the hype around him coming into really his first year as the guy, right? We, we've seen him a little bit. Um, can he possibly live up to the, the hype that's around him? I mean, I'm hearing nothing but glowing reports about Hunter Deckers. I don't see any way he can live up to the hype that's, that's around him. I mean, people are saying he's going to be the second coming of Brock Purdy. I wow, um, Brock Purdy was was pretty darn good. I mean, statistically, the best quarterback in Iowa State history. Those are pretty big shoes to fill. Now, can Hunter Deckers do it? Sure, he can. Um, it's going to be he's a different type of quarterback, and he's coming into the system, coming into the program, like you said, with. With experience, he's been in games, and he played all of the fourth quarter against Iowa mm-hmm. and brought back, brought Iowa State back to within a, a possession. So, yeah, he's had he's had big moments, or, or he's had playing time already. But um, but remember, Brock was Brock maybe had three snaps, mop up duty snaps before he came in the Oklahoma State game, whatever year that was, eighteen maybe I don't know, mm-hmm. um, and and proceeded to throw for. 300 and plus yards and and uh um so those are pretty shoes those are pretty big shoes to fill but but like you I've heard I've heard nothing but but wonderful um wonderful things about the strong arm lefty from West Sioux um but uh it's it's uh living up to that to that stuff wow I don't know I guess we'll see 
So he's got the strong arm. He's got mobility. He can move around. He's got more size than Brock Purdy does. What about the accuracy? What about the touch? What What have we heard of that part? Because, well, as we see on the other side of the state, you can have a strong arm. There's more to being a quarterback, though, than just being able to throw it hard. Exactly. And, and, and I, I, let me, let me uh, it, you know, and that's a common perception. Let me, let me say something. For, that's a common perception that he's a bigger quarterback than Brock Purdy. Hunter Deckers is down to two oh something now. Wow. Two oh six. And Purdy played at two fifteen, two I don't know, do something like that. So but I mean, yeah, he's he's down to two oh and he says he's he's gotta get he's gotta get back up in the two teen range. But uh <coughs> um yeah, I, I being accurate, so far he's been accurate from what I from what I understand from both people on the team and people who have seen people not on the team yet have seen who I trust to have seen workouts and, and the, the couple scrimmages that they've had, he's been, he's been accurate. And, and, and why I, I don't poo poo that like, okay, he's playing against the second team defense or, or, or whatever. Um, because Iowa state last year started going ones versus ones and they're doing some of that this year. But but also, Hunter Deckers when 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 it's ones versus ones, Hunter Deckers is throwing against one of the and one of the what still is one of the top defenses in the in the Big Twelve and nation. So um, if he's completing passes against against um, guys like Anthony Johnson and Bo Filer and and uh, um, T.J. Tampa and Miles Purchas and whomever else is back there. I think there there must be something to it. So, um, I I think there's more there's more um, um, expectation for the passing game right now than there is than there is the running game, and a lot of that is because of of, of Hunter Decker's plus. Let's face it, he's got other than the tight ends, he's got very he's got pretty darn good receivers. He does. Randy, I'm glad you mentioned the defense. Of maybe um, see when. They graduated so many guys, right? Mike Rose was such a terrific player. We saw what Hummel did this past weekend, leading his team uh, in tackles. Um, some guys in the on the defensive line no longer there, but they've got a bunch of pieces. Colby Reader in really intrigues me uh, in the linebacker position. You mentioned Freeler. I think he's going to be a star before it's all said and done, and I said that during his freshman season. Purchase is a player. Tampa is a player. Anthony Johnson uh, got some talent. Uh, Will McDonald coming off the edge. In the middle yeah. of the line, you've got Isaiah Lee. This defense might take not take rather the step back that some perceived that they would. Exactly, the defense has to stay healthy, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be curious to see what Mitch has to say about Mike Rose, by the way. Um, um, but uh, the, the the defense has to stay healthy. It's there's not as as much um, proven depth back there as as there has been in the past. For example, linebackers last year were four deep, mm-hmm. um, and now and now they're they're three deep because um, you know Rose is gone, Hummel's gone, um, Orion Vance came back, and Readers. Like you mentioned, Reader, and I'm very curious about about him as well. And and uh, over, um, who am I missing? Gary Vaughn. Gary Vaughn. Yeah, he had his moments. He was the number four guy last year. Yeah, yeah exactly. But he had, like you said, he had moments last year. So, um, and, and I think we we at least me possibly underappreciated the job Inia Wazarike did last yeah. year. What he meant for that thing. I mean, he 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 bounced from outside to inside. He was so versatile like that. And Eli Rashid, the defensive line coach, spoke with us 
two weeks ago, and and I love Eli. He's very he's very um, succinct in, in in what he says, and and he, he doesn't give a whole lot of coach speak. He said, to be honest with you, right now we don't have that any. He was a Rika guy who could bounce from play the outside and inside. He said, we're still working on that, but right now we don't have that. So, so yeah, I, I think I think Iowa State fans should be cautiously optimistic about the defense, but that defense also um, has to stay healthy. Yeah, health a huge, huge part of it there. You know, patrolling the middle with that nose tackle and what they've been able to do and the emergence of this defense now over the last four or five years. After Isaiah Lee, maybe Singleton a little bit, is there – is there a young name that's been popping out that's going to help along that defensive front? Howard Brown, maybe. Remember the hype around yeah. him? Quarterback. Yes, yeah. I was Zach, a former quarterback. Yeah, yeah. yeah Howard Howard Brown. That's that. I was just going to say that. Um, yeah, that's that's the guy right there. And there's another guy, um, TJ. Oh, how do you say Oneiden? But I think he's more of a defensive end. Um, in like, but but Howard Brown is the guy that uh, that I'd be curious to see if we ever got inside the the locked doors but <laughs> i think all those guys are going are getting are getting a shot and it's probably going to end up with Isaiah Lee and Singleton in in you know some form or fashion there um but Howard Brown is a good one i mean this kid was 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 very high recruited very very much of a of a wonderful athlete he was on campus early he, he um so he was doing it he, he's done everything he can and and uh, it's just a matter of 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 playing the um, um, being versatile enough to bounce from the outside because he is playing, playing a little bit of defensive end and 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 also um, plugging up the middle. Uh, Randy, the offensive line always a, a question mark when it comes to when it comes to Iowa State. They know there's some pieces there. I mean, the, we expect Downing to have a terrific year. Um, how big of a concern and what's the depth like on the offensive line, Randy? Is this year that uh, that they take a significant step forward, or are there question marks uh, that you want to hear or see answered? In my mind, there's still question marks. Um, Trevor Downing said at the Big Twelve. Media days a month ago that this is going to be the best offensive line at line at Iowa State on which he's played. But oh, really? That bar's been <laughs> yeah, right. not sitting the, you know real high, and he's moving in into center. I mean, he started at center last year in the in the Cheez It Bowl after um, after Colin Newell got hurt. Um, but uh, um, Trevor Downing's in a, in essentially. A new position. I, they're they're really high on Tyler Miller, a left tackle, a young kid. He played quite He's a bit last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're high on Jared Hufford as well, who played last year. And um, and on the other side, you've got um, Daryl Singleton and and uh, Ramsburg and Triber have been fighting it at 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 right tackle. So there's once again the starting five, whoever those are going to be. I think. The starting five can hold their own, but then when the, the line starts getting banged up, as every school, mm-hmm. and then you've got problems. But at Iowa State, there's, there's not a ton of depth. I mean, last year I think they used started their guards got so hurt they ended up tackles got so hurt one, tackles got so hurt they ended up using five guards um, or four or five guards at, at at one time and just throwing anybody out there they can they can throw. So. Um, I think I think that's that's still a work in progress, and, and it's really kind of um, um, head scratching in what is this year six of, of of Matt Campbell? Why there? The offensive line hasn't been able to be as consistent as what certainly what 
fans would have expected and what I expect. Now, Campbell gets real defensive about that. But, uh, um, you know, and he's, he's sticking up for his guys, and that's why they love him so much. Um, I think I think the starters are okay, but like I said, if they have injuries, then then um, it could be tough. It could be tough. Speaking of injuries, let's say Hunter Decker's got to leave for a series. Something happens, <gasps> tweaks a knee. We hear about Ashton Cook, Marv Cook's son, who's a walk-on there. And then he got Rocco back. It's 2017. Iowa State's down in Kinnick. And all of a sudden, Hunter Decker's tweaked a knee. Who's really coming in? The guy that they say is a backup in Cook? Or do you think it'd be Rocco Beck? I don't. Hey, or don't forget Nate Glance. Yeah. I, we were with um, the kid from the transfer from Iowa Western. Um, we were with uh, or Iowa Central, Iowa Western. We were with um, um, Deckers last night at, at pra- after practice, at, and um, Joel Gordon. And that's I, I pumped them both on on questions about about the backup quarterback, and um, I. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't get. They were they were being very very political, and they didn't about it. Um, and you know maybe there's still are a lot of unanswered questions. I don't know. What there's two weeks left to camp, so. Hmm. Um, but I, I'm I, just from reading between the lines. I would say Beck right now is number two. Um, if, uh, close and with 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 um, Ashton Cook being being very very close. Um, when when Gordon yesterday, and, I, and I'm writing about this. When Gordon yesterday kind of said that somebody asked about about comparing Ash or comparing Rocco Beck's, um, you know, what, he, what tools, what he what he does out there, and and he said he thought of Gordon thought a few minutes and uh, seconds, and then he and then he said, well, in some ways he's kind of like Brock Purdy, and so I think they may be leaning that way right now on whatever date this is, and well, hmm. days. 12, 12 days before the before the opener, or however many it is, but uh, a lot can change, and I'm, they've got at least one scrimmage one scrimmage to go. So um, I don't know. I guess, I guess we'll see. And I guess the best case scenario is that Hunter Deckers doesn't get hurt. Uh, Thirty seconds left. Speaking of unanswered questions, who uh, who's going to kick the field goals, point afters, etc.? Who's going to win that job, Randy? What are you hearing if uh, as to who uh, will trot out there with first field goal that Iowa State attempts this year? Jace Gilbert, he's the kid. Is he? Brought in from- okay. Yeah, I think I think he's good. You, you talk to people, and 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 their eyes just light up. And he's all kickers are a little bit schizo right now during during um you know during this time of fall practice, their legs getting a little tired and and uh, um. But he's been, from what I understand, he's been he's been looking good. And he's a he's like a three tool guy, or yeah. actually a five tool guy. I mean, he kicks. Uh, in, in, in high school, he kicked off, and eighty percent of his kickoffs went into the end zone. He kicked field goals. He had like three fifty-two yarders. He punted for forty-two plus average. And oh, by the way, he also played quarterback and and mm-hmm. and, and ran the ball. So I guess he's a five-tool. Sounds like a baseball player, a five-tool player. Yeah. So in thirty seconds, Jace Gilbert. Good stuff. Fifth decade for you, Randy Peterson, covering uh, working at the Register. Uh, great stuff, my friend. Great to catch up with you. Thank you for doing this. As always, we will impose on you a time or two during the regular season. My pleasure. Tell Mitch hi. Yeah, will do. Thanks, bud. Good to talk to you. All right, bye. Yep, Randy Peterson, voice, our voice uh, from the uh, Des Moines Register, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chris Jones left practice early. Juju Smith-Schuster did not practice today because of oh. a knee injury. Oh, McCall Hardman, you said, was carted off. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the focus of our conversation with Mitch may have changed just a tad. Ooh. 
Boy, oh boy, that's not good news. We'll get the latest from Mitch Holtis from what he knows. Uh, he's at practice. He'll join us next. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. For details. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Busy morning at Chiefs Camp. Mitch Holtis is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mitch, before we get into it, uh, Randy Peterson, we just had on, asked us to say to tell you hello. So we will. Hello from Randy Peterson. Good morning, Mitch. How are you? A legend, a legend, a legend in our time, Randy Peterson. Uh, so versatile. Yep. So smart. Uh, but I didn't see him out with me at 103 degrees on the uh, tarmac at uh, Newton, Iowa during the IndyCar race weekend. So maybe he's getting soft. I think, old age, yeah, I think it was at the lake. Tip of the cap. Yeah, absolutely. I've yeah. been writing at the register for over, uh, well, for his fifth decade, which was remarkable. All right, uh, so busy morning, apparently, at Chiefs camp. What can you tell us? Uh, McCole Hardman apparently uh, left on a cart, which is never, usually not good. What do you know? No, he left on the front of the cart, which is different than Better. the back of the cart. Yes. Um, we don't know yet. Um, so they're finishing up team period now. It was a red zone play, and McCall was having a great day. Uh, he had had a touchdown already and another play in the back of the end zone where it looked like Patrick was targeting uh, Jody Fortson on a crosser, and then McCall appears out of nowhere to catch another touchdown. If I had to guess, I don't think it's serious, but, um, uh, but Coach, I think, will probably address it after practice. They just probably took him up to get treatment right away, but you never know, but if I'm guessing, it's not something super serious. At least I hope not. Certainly hope that's the case. Juju's been a lot. Chris little... Jones went up as well. Chris Jones went up after uh, individual drills, so he didn't even get involved in any teamwork. But again, um, I'm sure Andy uh, will address it after practice. So stay tuned. Just follow it, and you guys can update everybody. We, we definitely will, and it's a, always one of those scary times when you see these injuries happening. Oh. and. It's got to be an incredibly difficult feeling, Mitch, because you get to know these guys so well. That feeling when yep. you see a go- guy go down, what's it like for you? Well, it goes right to the stomach. I never, and the heart, the soul, I never get callous to it. It's the same thing with guys getting cut. Mm-hmm. You know, we've already cut, it's cut two yesterday. I think we cut six. And I never, it's just that senior days for a high school or college. Guys having injuries and and uh, guys getting cut. I just I, I don't ever want to get callous to it, but it, it just feels like your own son. Like you know, we all held our breath with McCall. That I, again, I don't think it's serious, but you never know when you see a guy like that go down, like that ankle, knee, whatever. Um, but I just got a pit in my stomach because yes, I do know McCall very well, and these bodies are their that's their tool shed, so. Uh, I'm glad you asked the question because I never want to lose that human part of feeling that empathy and pain when it's a challenging sports situation for the human. I think we can become callous to it, uh, whether it's a senior night or somebody's getting cut. Uh, or an injury, and I don't want to be callous to it. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball and get into a couple of the big uglies in there. This is a defense that I think a lot of folks are going to realize is a whole lot better. Not your typical uh, Chiefs defense, maybe. Uh, they are going to be a, a big, an integral part of where this team gets this year, and you're going to start in the uh, right in the defensive line. Who's uh, who's in the spotlight yeah, today? Yeah, they showed it today already, uh, but the 
DBs. Uh, Trent McDuffie just ripped the ball from Clyde Edwards-Alaire after a 10-yard reception and ran it for a touchdown. It was a nasty 2000 Ravens play. Uh, but offensive linemen, we know, live in anonymity. I don't care if you're Iowa State, Drake, or you and I, you just don't really know the offensive linemen until maybe draft day. Uh, or holding call. Like the great, you, we are holding calls, that's it. But some defensive linemen also live anonymously, and they're the soldiers in that battleground of the uh, line of scrimmage. One such soldier for the Chiefs is Mike Dana. Now, played for Michigan in his uh, graduate transfer year, a way better play than people give credit for. He's not only learning the scheme in his third year, he's learning the tactics of the uh, trench warfare in the NFL. Oh, yeah, man. It's like you're playing the games of checkers, chess, man. You got to set a move to make a move. You know, you got to create momentum to use momentum. So it's like uh, this is a perfect place to work it. So when it comes time in the season, you can just oil it up and have it ready to go. But, you know, these are dog days where we do long drive drill and you got to work those things because, you know, you're tired, you're gassed, your body's like shutting down, but you got to still work at your keys, your fundamentals and your technique. And we're in long drive drill right now, a 20-minute long drive drill, so that's precisely what he's saying. But the Chiefs have depth on their defensive line now. Uh, but it's, everybody knows about Chris Jones that Mike Dan has five-and-a-half career sacks and 721 defensive snaps. He could be in the seven- or eight-sack range this year. I'm not kidding. And then do a lot of other disruptive things. You just, you just don't notice him. He's not flashy, but very effective. I saw, speaking of that depth, Tershawn Wharton, a uh, third-year guy out yeah. of Mississippi uh, State. He comes Love in. Him. He uh, took over when Jones got hurt in practice earlier today. What can you tell us about him in the third year, kind of making that big leap? It's got to be a big year for Wharton. Very similar to Danny. He's just bigger. He's squattier. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the you know wind turbine knock down a pass uh, like wingspan that Chris Jones does. But, again, he has learned. I was talking to him a couple days ago about learning this same stuff like you heard mike talk about momentum and and using momentum against the player uh i mean aaron donald's the master of it but there's there's a like a like a lot to love about turk ward his play last year against washington where he just took the ball out of the sky like venus flytrap was a very athletic play division two missouri s&t which is not the miaa they play in a kind of a lower division two league and the guy's close to being a star at the very least he's awesome depth on the defensive line uh mitch i want to save obviously a minute for papa john's but let's do 30 seconds what does danny shelton have left uh grain elevator uh when you're traveling southwest iowa go to any town you'll see a big grain elevator that's danny shelton so he's built if they could uh if he could put an led board on his back and sell advertising he might have some you know might have a side hustle going large man large man Indeed he is. Speaking of large, well, maybe not pizza time, but what else we got? Well, give us a couple of options for lunch. Well, these, these pepperoni rolls, you only got a couple of days left. What are we, 17th? Yep. Like four days left of this special at 549. I sent those to you by drone. Got him. Got him. The drone came, well. No, it came, came back. Another, yeah, okay. So I've got some fresh ones for you guys. Um, the drone's down at Des Moines Airport, so it's not far from you guys. We'll try to get it to you oh, by the time you get off the air. That sounds like a plan. Good stuff, Mitch Holt. It's an eventful day. Hoping everything works well. We'll hear from Andy Reid. We'll hear from you tomorrow. Thank you. 
Yeah, we're, we don't want to speculate. Andy will give us the update on both Chris Jones and McCall Hardman that were uh, taken by card up the field. And Schuster didn't practice, correct? Right, the second day with Juju. I think it's just precautionary, but you worry, Ken, because that's what he had with the Steelers. It was a knee issue. So you don't want that to be something that's problematic, obviously. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you, guys. Yep, good to talk to you. Mitch Holtz, voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, uh, we've talked clones. We've talked Chiefs. We've got a little Hawks coming up here and then off to Chicago. Bears, White Sox, Cubs with David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa, sponsors Cappy. He comes our way at 1130. Miller and Condon, an hour to go. Trends play the day. Circus Sports sponsors it as well. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.